Do you spend hours in your head thinking about something that happened, could have happened, or might happen? Do you ask others what to do so you don't make a mistake? Welcome to the Playing It Safe podcast. I am Dr. Z, your host. I am a clinical psychologist, an author, and a person that is super passionate about sharing with you science-based skills to overcome any type of fear-based struggles. Who doesn't experience fear? Who doesn't play it safe? In this show, we will discuss how fear-based reactions happen in day-to-day life, how playing it safe behaviors look like, sound like, and feel like, how you can put into action solid tips from behavioral science to get unstuck from worries, fears, obsessions, and anxieties, and how you can start doing what works, what matters, and what you care about. Behavioral science doesn't have to be boring. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Hope you had a wonderful week, and welcome back to another episode of the Playing It Safe podcast. In this episode, I share with you some thoughts on the topic of uncertainty, ambiguity, and unknowns. This is a huge topic when thinking of fear-based reactions and when thinking of life in general. But today, I want to introduce you briefly to the frame that I use to understand uncertainty and how I think of it in my day-to-day life. Before we jump into the episode, I do have a big announcement and a couple of reminders. Let me start with a big announcement. In 2019, I started working on an online class called Act Beyond OCD, and this was going to be an online class for any person struggling with OCD. I was working super hard on it, and then COVID exploded. And when COVID exploded, every single project I was working on had to be delayed. And this class got delayed. So finally, the last couple of months, I have been pouring my heart into it. And I am super excited to announce that on June 28th, we are opening registration for any person that wants to learn acceptance and commitment and exposure skills to tackle obsessive compulsive disorder. An important clarification is that ACT Beyond OCD is not a recorded class, is not a replacement for therapy, is not a support group or peer group. ACT Beyond OCD is a live, online, cohort-based class, which basically means that every week for eight weeks, I am going to meet with all participants to coach them on how to use acceptance and commitment and exposure skills in a very practical, applicable, and relatable way. You see, in my work as a psychologist, I know that people can read all types of books, can watch videos, can Google information on anxiety, on different types of treatment, and some of these resources are certainly very helpful. But real learning, real transformation, and real work happens when people practice skills, when people ask questions, when people get answers, when people share their struggles and they have different checking points in their learning. So ACT Beyond OCD is all about that. If you are interested or you know someone who may benefit from this class, 
That website is www.actbeyondocd.com. Again, the website is www.actbeyondocd.com. Okay, now let's go over some friendly reminders. If you want to get weekly free content in your inbox every Wednesday that includes skills to tackle any type of fear-based reactions like perfectionism, procrastination, anxiety, worry, panic, fears of being an imposter, fears of missing out, make sure to subscribe to our newsletter. You can go to the website www.playingitsafe.zone that is playing it safe dot z-o-n-e and lastly i want to remind you that this podcast is for educational purposes and not a replacement for professional mental health okay without further ado let's move on to the episode about uncertainty have you ever go to a restaurant and order your favorite dish the dish that you know how it tastes because you order it often But when you have the first bite, it tastes differently. Have you ever watched a scary movie and you thought you knew who was the murderer, who was the serial killer, and turns out you were wrong? So every time there is a mismatch between what we think was going to be and what it is, we experience uncertainty, ambiguity, and unknowns. And there is a mental conflict between how things supposed to be and how they are. The reality is that every day in our life, there are many situations in which we have little information. And there is a mismatch between what we encounter and what we think it should be. For example, do we know for sure how a chocolate cake is going to taste? Do we know for sure if a person that we want to go out with will call us for a second date? Do we know how much is a pinch of salt? I honestly struggle often trying to figure out how much is a pinch of salt. Anyway, the idea here is that in your day, there are many, many situations in which we don't know what the outcome is going to be. We don't know how the person in front of us is going to respond. And of course, we have ideas about how things are supposed to be. We have an idea about how the other person may respond. But that doesn't mean that because we have an idea, things are going to go that way. In those moments when there is, again, this mismatch between what we thought things are supposed to be and how things are, we do experience uncertainty. And we experience uncertainty in so many situations. The literature has talked about intolerance of uncertainty. Other researchers have talked about our need for closure, our need to solve unknown situations. What is interesting is that when we experience this state of uncertainty and ambiguity, Our brain quickly wants to solve this discrepancy by looking at all types of clues like past information, past experiences, past memories, and even conversations you had. 
and it's going to push you to solve this mismatch by taking action, by doing something. The tricky part is that even though you take action and you solve that particular unknown situation, you may still experience uncertainty, lingering feelings and doubt. And that's just because that's human nature. Even when we make the best possible decision we can make, it is natural that we are going to have some doubts. And it's a matter of time that we are going to experience uncertainty again. So at the end of the day, I think that there are so many situations that we just don't know how they are going to unfold. If you think about our behavior in social groups, one of the things that research has found is that if we have low tolerance to uncertainty and we encounter different opinions than ours, we may quickly hold with white knuckles onto our beliefs, our ideas. So if you have a political view and you are talking to your friend and your friend has a completely different point of view, if you have low tolerance to uncertainty, you are quickly going to dismiss whatever the person in front of you is saying and you're going to reaffirm your beliefs and you're going to search for reassurance with the people that think like you do. So this is very, very interesting because what happens is that if you don't know how to tolerate uncertainty, your beliefs are going to be intensified, whatever those beliefs are. And you miss opportunities to learn from others and to explore other points of view. In our day-to-day -day life, when we encounter something that we don't know, if you don't know how to tolerate uncertainty, you are going to make decisions based on this strong urge to minimize what you don't know. And you're going to also make decisions to avoid any loss. So what is important for you listening to this podcast is to check if you have high tolerance to uncertainty or if you have low tolerance to uncertainty. If you have high tolerance to uncertainty, you don't have a strong urge to solve unknown situations or to know or to figure out this mismatch. You are okay with not knowing and with not having the perfect response. But if you have low tolerance to uncertainty, you're going to have a strong urge to close this mismatch between how things supposed to be, according to your mind, and how things are. Now, dealing with uncertainty, ambiguity, and unknown situations, as unknowing as they can be, they are part of our day-to-day -day life. So think about it. Imagine for a moment that you had a super long day and you feel very tired and you just want to go home and relax. And you grab the TV control, you're ready to watch something, but when you press the on button, the screen remains off and you don't see anything. So that's an unknown situation. You don't know what's causing the TV to malfunction. You are going to think of different hypotheses. You may call your friend, you may call a technician, 
you may search for the TV manual. But notice that in this particular situation, you are doing something to solve the mismatch between what you thought supposed to happen when pressing the on button on the TV control and what it is dealing with a malfunction in TV. So even though we may not like to feel uncertain, we may not like to encounter an unknown situation, we can solve it in a way that is very adaptive. If you are helping your kids to complete the homework and you don't understand a particular topic in biology, you may read some books, you may call your friend who knows about biology, but you will think about different options to solve this situation. But what happens when we don't know how to handle ambiguity, how to navigate uncertain situations. Imagine for a moment that you just started a new job. You are super excited about it. You wake up very early in the morning, you catch the train and you walk fast to your office. When you walk into your office, you introduce yourself and people reply to you with a smile and they welcome you. And there is a person that says hi to you, but in a different way than the rest of your colleagues. That's an unknown situation. And in those moments, your brain, of course, is going to come up with all types of stories about what could possibly be happening with this person. And if you don't know how to handle uncertainty or you have low tolerance to uncertainty, you may take all those stories as the absolute truth. So you may believe that this person doesn't like you. You may believe that this person is unhappy having you in the office. You may believe that this person is jealous of your new position. You may believe that this person is going to give you a hard time. Now, let's think about other situations. What happens when you go on dates or when you are dealing with romantic situations? How often when you go on a date, you don't know how the other person feels about you. You don't know if they like you or not. And again, if you have low tolerance to uncertainty, you may be reading all types of cues and your brain may be telling you all types of stories, positive and negative ones. But you may hold on to those stories as the absolute truth and act accordingly. When we are experiencing uncertainty, the more flexible you are, the more open we are to see what's happening in front of us, the more we ask questions, the better we're going to handle that situation. Because if we don't have those skills, we're going to intensify our beliefs and we're really missing opportunities to learn from others, to learn about a particular situation, a particular activity, and to learn about ourselves. So here are some takeaway messages from this episode. Dealing with uncertainty, ambiguity, and unknown situations, as unknowing as they can be, they are part of our day-to-day -day life. You have to check if you have low tolerance to uncertainty or if you have high tolerance to uncertainty. So when you encounter something that you don't know, when you don't know how a person feels about you, 
when you don't know how a project you're working on is going to be, when you don't know how that delicious chocolate cake is going to taste, what do you do in those moments? Do you search for a quick fix, for a quick solution, so you can get rid of the uncertainty feeling? Or do you check? Do you think of other options? Do you move on with your day? And you accept that uncertainty is part of anything you do. Okay, I am going to pause here. I could go on and on telling you many, many more things about uncertainty. But today, I just wanted to share with you why dealing with uncertainty is a very important psychological skill. Because no matter how much we try to live with 100% certainty and zero doubt, that's not possible. I hope this episode was helpful. If you have any questions, as always, please send me an email. You can go to the website www.planeitsafe.zone. You can also go to my personal website, which is www.planeitsafe.zone this is drz.com and you can send me your questions okay i wish you a lovely day and see you next week thanks for listening if you like this episode i will very much appreciate it if you will subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and if you're feeling extra generous i welcome a review on apple podcast show notes of this episode are in the website playingitsafe.com Make sure to subscribe to my newsletter so you can receive more tips to stop all types of unworkable, playing it safe actions. See you soon!